This interview is proudly brought to you by Absa Money Wellness. Mapalo Mago is a personal finance columnist and author, and in the next few weeks, she'll be sharing her valuable learnings to help us turn our finances around in these uncertain COVID-19 times. So Mapalo, tonight we're talking about budgeting, and uh, not my favorite topic, uh, but you say it's the cornerstone of a healthy financial life. It absolutely, absolutely is. Without it, how do you know how much you're spending, how much is going out, and how much is coming in? How do you navigate if you are actually reaching your goals or not? Mm. You say it's simple. I mean, maybe for you it is because you, you're into this financial stuff, but um, um, I, I don't get it. I mean, how do you analyze your income? Like, what do you do? How? Give me the ABCs, please. Sure, sure. Mm. So you know what? I know I, I say it is simple. It can be simple. That's what I mean. It can be simple. And you do that by writing it down. Mm. You know how often I speak to people and ask them, okay, do you have a budget? And people say yes. And mm. oftentimes, it is just a mental note. People actually do not have a budget written down. So if you have a mental note of what's going on with your finances, that is not a budget. Mm. First and foremost, a budget is something that is written down on paper, either on an Excel spreadsheet or do it this old school way. Take out a piece of paper, have a notepad where you know what is going in into your bank account at the end of the month if you um, earn a salary or if you are self-employed, you know when coming into your account and you know what expenses go off your account every single month. Mm. You have to write it down. So we obviously are aware of the usual uh, debit orders that go off that you would have to put on your budget and, you know, water, lights, rent, bond. But uh, what about commitments like, you know, payments to support the family? Is that part of a budget or does that just come after? No, 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 no. It Mm. absolutely, absolutely should form part of the budget. Okay, and that's where people go wrong. They make mental notes of, you know, the, the stuff that you've spoken about, the house, the car, but even what you call family tax or helping out your family should be part of your budget. And most importantly, you need to communicate with your family and let them know that, you know what, this is how much I've budgeted for you for the entire month. You should mm. not come back later and say, okay, this is because you are working with a budget here. You are saying, you know what, this is how much I need to spend. This is how much I need to get through the month. You need to be transparent. You need to sit down with them and let them know that this is the only amount they will receive and you should put it into your own budget. Mm-hmm. And um, we all have different personalities and we different ways of drawing up budgets or, well, to suit your particular type or personality type or style. And I've always been told about needs, wants and having to save, which I absolutely dread. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe uh, you could break it down for me differently. What What, what is this 32? 50, 30, 20 uh, budgeting rule that you swear on? Yes. You know what? I love, love, love this budgeting method, okay? And the 50, 30, 20 budgeting rule really is, if you earn 10,000, as an example, Mm. 50% of that needs to go to your needs, okay? So that is your house, uh, bond or rent, water and lights, groceries, family tax, you know, that sort of thing. Then, 
30% needs to go to your wants. Okay, so you can see, you can see, Zing is that mm. we actually do allow you to have fun, right? Okay. <laughs> so your your ones here are dining out, holidays, shopping, and your hobbies, etc. Right? Mm. Then twenty percent of your budget of that ten thousand needs to go to your savings and investments. Mm. So a budget is an an all encompassing thing. We are not saying you know just because you're doing a budget does not mean you you do not include your entertainment, your eating out. You do include it in there, but the most important thing about budgeting is that you budget for those things that you enjoy as well. Because oftentimes people at the end of the month, they're like, oh, goodness, I don't know what happened to the money. Mm. Because you never really put aside money to say, okay, you know what, a thousand rand, I know I'm going to go out with my girls. I know I'm going to um, eat out, take out my family, you know, that sort of thing. So it really is an all-encompassing thing where even your wants, you budget for them. Mm. So we have the 50-30-20 budgeting rule. Then I hear that the Japanese also have this interesting way of looking at budgeting. Uh, could you just tell us more about that? Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I, you know what? For me, this is another one that I love, and I didn't even know that I was using this method, and mm. it's called the Kakibu method of budgeting. And literally, it translates into household financial ledger. Okay, mm-hmm. So it, for the Japanese, they take a notebook, two notebooks, one to write down your budget to say, okay, this is my income, these are all my expenses. Then they have another small notepad whereby they write every single expense down. So this Mm. is a a method of tracking your expenses because oftentimes people do this one budget and it sits there, then they visit it maybe a month later Mm. or two months later. But now with the Kakibu method, you have it written down somewhere on paper but you have a notepad that you carry around. If you bought coffee this morning, you would have written it down in this second notepad. Mm. If you bought um, some lunch, you would have written it down. If you went to the shops and you saw something for your son, you would write it down in there. And you consolidate the two at the end of the month to say, okay, does my budget actually reflect my spending habits? Mm. Yeah, it will expose me, Mine. I don't know, it will. It will. <laughs> quickly, quickly. And what I love about it is that as you keep on writing and writing things down every single time you purchase, you realize just how much you're spending on certain items, mm. right? It makes you very aware. It makes you very conscious of your spending habits. Then, um, you know, I remember when we were younger, if um, your parents would send you maybe to the uncle or to the neighbor to pick up some money, they would say, ambulance al pasela. And it would always be like (laughs) in a brown envelope. And now I hear there's an envelope method and I ask myself, does that stem from something like that maybe? So what is this envelope method? The envelope method, you know what, it's, it's kind of similar, it's kind of similar, but it, you know what, just on a side note, it's always amazing to see the language we've used around money, mm. you know, um, growing up, they would not call it money, in it's pasela, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the envelope system of, of, of budgeting or of um, making sure that your expenses don't go overboard is, so, for example, obviously your car and your house, they are big purchases. You're not mm. going to withdraw money and put it into um, into an envelope. 
But the envelope system of budgeting really is for those areas where you find it difficult to um, hone in on your expenses. So oftentimes you find that you're over, you're, you're going over your budget. Mm. So, for example, eating out, um, going out for drinks with your friends or family, entertaining, that sort of thing. Those are the things that make the ship sink, you know, the small stuff. Mm. So what the envelope system is, for entertainment, let's say your entertainment budget gave a thousand rand, right? Mm. And you you drop a thousand rand and you put it into an envelope and you mark it. You write down on it entertainment spending money. Okay, mm. so every single time you out you go out to eat or whatever um, expense you've put in there or transport for that matter, you you say every time I, I go anywhere, you take out a hundred rand or twenty rand or fifty rand or how much ever it is. But you can physically see the money diminishing over and over and over. Mm. And when you're on the last hundred rent, you know that you don't have any more money for that um, that specific category. So it's done, gone, boom. Yeah. So it means you cannot eat out anymore. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> You know, it's mm. gone. <laughs> and for me, that realization of when you see money physically just finishing, because mm. there's something completely different. Uh, is that when um, you swipe. This is when you put out cash. This is so it's true. A completely, completely different thing. And oftentimes, I've used that method because I used to have a problem where it's like eating out a lot. As the money finishes, you're like, oh, uh, uh, you know what? I, I, I'm just going to stay at home. Um, you see, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, just thinking about that. Obviously, the, you say the big ticket items, so your household and your car probably won't fall under such. But then um, another money spender for me is um, groceries. Like mm. I sometimes I'm so shocked uh, at, after I pay. Because how can food cost me this much? And worse mm-hmm. off now with my lockdown and the kids being mm-hmm. at home. Scuffing was cheaper than when having to feed them three meals a day. So, I mean, how do we reset this? How do you fix this? You know what? I've been in the same boat with you. And sometimes it still happens that, you know, I realize later, like, oh, goodness, you know what? That was way too much for groceries. Mm. And this is the reality for most households, right? But there are a couple of things that you can do. Definitely the envelope system works as well for um, for groceries, okay? Mm. So if you say, okay, our groceries are 1,000 or 2,000, whatever your household needs up, you know that you told this money. And maybe you can do it weekly. Mm. Because oftentimes, you know, what I've seen, people say, no, I'm going to buy for the entire month. Then in week, a week and a half later, oh, something's missing. Mm. Then you go to the shops mm. and you spend way more. So... Sometimes it's best to buy weekly and you know that, okay, per week we are spending 500 rent or per week we are spending X amount of money. So that could be the envelope system. But another very important thing, people do not do a grocery list. Growing up, our parents used to write down, okay, this is missing, this is what needs to be happen. But oftentimes now we go to the shops and we kind of try to figure it out when we are there. And what a disaster it turns out to be mm. because often we end up buying even the things that we did not intend on buying mm. or things that we don't even need. So definitely the um, the envelope system works as well for, uh, for, for groceries, but also you need to write it down. You need to write that list down. Sure. And why would you say it's important to have a realistic budget in place? Because sometimes we do lie to ourselves and uh, we maybe treat ourselves a little bit more than we should. 
you know what? If don't have a, a realistic budget, and that's mm. why people don't like budgeting because they set this unrealistic goal like, oh goodness, this month I'm going to say fifty percent of my income. Then I'm, I'm you know, mm. it's not realistic. When you don't set realistic goals for yourself, you become overwhelmed. You end up feeling like you're a failure because you didn't achieve this unrealistic goal place. So setting realistic goals, and one of the best ways to set a realistic goal is you actually print out your bank statements. Mm. That will give you an indication of what it is that you're spending your money on, right? Mm. Because that's a reflection. It's reflecting exactly your spending habits. And then you can say, you know what, I want to adjust this behavior because I see it doesn't align with the goals that I want for myself, Mm. right? So it is very important if you do not set realistic budgeting goals or financial goals for that matter, you will always fall flat on your face and feel disappointed in yourself. And oftentimes that's when people say, you know what, this budgeting thing is not for me. Mm -hmm. I feel so exposed, like I need to go back and make a few changes. In the beginning, it's always challenging, but trust me, it gets so exciting once you see your finances coming together, once you see yourself saving more, once you Mm. see yourself paying more uh, of your debt. It is an amazing, amazing feeling. That much I can tell you. Mm. And just to close off, uh, where can our listeners find you or connect with you uh, on social media? Yes, so I am on Instagram. My name, Mapalo Maku, and I'm also on Twitter, Mapalo Maku. Thank you so much, Mapalo. Thank you so much, Zingisa. Have yourself a wonderful evening. If Mapalo's advice resonates with you, you can follow her blog on www.womanandfinance.co.za. That's womanandfinance.co.za. This interview was proudly brought to you by APSA Money Wellness.